Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation. Today we have two special guests, uh, two parents that are dealing with the CPS system, and uh, we hear it over and over and over and over. Um, one thing's for sure, we can shatter darkness by the truth being exposed. And today we have two special guests. I want to welcome Reggie and Tamson. I'm Hopefully I'm not murdering your name, uh, Tamson. You got it, Tamson. Is that correct? Tamson, yes. Um, thank you for joining us. How are you guys doing tonight? Well, we could be better. Today was kind of dark in, in ways. Yeah, we're supposed to have music, but it was canceled, so. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. And, we have, and yet we have a, a court hearing coming up next Tuesday, so we believe that could be behind it speculating the way they act, knowing the way they act. And also something happened with uh, our son's, well, he has a physical therapist and um, the way she was talking on an email didn't sit right with us. Didn't sit right with us. So there was that too. So not a very good day today. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, uh, we recently had Megan Walsh on, Mm -hmm. John Walsh's daughter. And, uh, She's going through a hassle as well, and I'm really sorry to hear that. It seems like, you know, they, they purposely do some of these mechanisms to get the parents to react in a way to be frustrated so then they can use that against them. Um, I believe so, yes. But through God and prayer, you know, he will heal our, our hearts, and he will put us in the right mood and the emotion to to fight evil all it is is evil trying to fight us in a spiritual battle and and i really pray for you guys um and i'm glad that you guys are brave enough to come on here to to share your story because we have to expose what cps is doing to parents So I will ask us, as we get into the show, can you give a little of your background, you know, how life was and when you guys, you know, uh, were with your kids and um, how everything transpired and, and the nefarious things CPS did? So well, this is, well, well, first of all, this is the second time that they have railroaded us. Uh, first time was 2016. Uh, I had just given birth. Uh, so my newborn, our newborn was three days old. When they did this, our older son was a year and eight months old. We were fine before this. And uh, uh, they came in and they ruined everything. I mean, they ruined our, our family structure. They they ruined so many things. They damaged our son's brain, our older son. And this was over vaccines. And this was all about vaccines in 2016. They will try to make it look like something else was involved. And they won't even hide the fact that it was about vaccines because it was on the petition. It was on the petition. They said one of the reasons they took them because we did not believe in vaccines. So oh, it's, a thought, wow. it's not that we wouldn't vaccinate or we didn't vaccinate. It's that we didn't believe. And it's right there on the petition. It was the only thing that on there that was even true. And it's not illegal. Yeah. Yeah, completely. I mean, there's nothing. And the petition is completely illegal because they yes. have no right to take them over that. But they did. There's no law. Federal state says you have to vaccinate your child. But right there, one of the reasons I took them is we did not believe in vaccination. It's right there on the petition. 
2016. Yes. And I believe we all have a religious exemption, and uh, that that's that's just crazy in itself. Wow, it was over a vaccine. Vaccines in general, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And we believe why they were he was in or they were in state custody. At least the oldest child, not both of them, are vaccinated against our will because our eldest child came down with autism, severe autism. Wow. Or I should say neurological damage. And they're blaming us now for that. They're blaming you guys for something that took place in their custody. Yes. yes. Are you serious? Completely. That's a heart attack, yes. Unfortunately, we are completely serious. Wow. Yes, trying to say, yeah, because uh, something about us nutritionally neglecting them, socially neglecting them. So now he has the brain damage because of it. But then 2020, now here's actually good news. When they came in 2020 to try to take our kids, we wouldn't let them in because they didn't have a warrant. And when they finally got the written court order to take our kids, instead of taking the Passmore, their go-to pediatrician, they sent them to the ER instead. And the ER found out that they were healthy, good shape, and well-nourished. And unlike on the sworn affidavit that the CPS worker said, where they looked malnourished and had dark circles around their eyes, no such fact was found at the ER. And they covered that up. They tried to make it up almost impossible to get the uh, ER reports. Yeah. My husband had to put his foot down. He had to put his foot down with the ER. I mean, when he went there to get them, and they finally gave, gave in and gave them to him. And that proved everything. Yeah. And it, they were also withheld from discovery. But if they had been sent to Passmore instead of the ER that night, we wouldn't have a case. None of this would ever come to light. When we first were trying to get the ER reports, my wife's lawyer said, there's no need to get the ER reports. You're not a doctor, you wouldn't understand them, and they'll be in discovery. Well, we did get them, we read them, we understood them, they never showed up in discovery, they'd never seen a live day if we didn't get them. And after we went over them, they were so much in our favor, we couldn't believe it. This is just too blatant. Maybe we're reading it wrong. So we took it to a doctor family doctor who was referred to us, and he went over the ER reports. They said, yes, that's exactly what they say. These kids are in good shape, healthy, and well-nourished. And that, in his opinion, based on what he was reading about our older son, even in his humble, his medical professional opinion, uh, that looks like a vaccine injury. Of course, though, when we went to adjudication, the judge, all this evidence we had, no. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can um, hear you. No. So all, they just disregarded all of our evidence. And then when they had uh, the very worker who took our youngest child to Sarah that night, she testified in court the same thing. They looked malnourished and they had dark circles around their eyes. This is the very same worker who signed off on the ER report. The ER report that says the children are fine. So she just perjured herself in court. They perjured herself on a sworn affidavit. And the judge and the DA, well, uh, Whatever. And instead of concentrating on all the lies that were told that night, all the perjury, they're now concentrating on our eldest son, on his autism. But that was never a reason or cause for the original taking of the children. Yeah, and they don't like the fact that we didn't treat his autism a certain way. Yeah. They're using that against us. Although they themselves say there's no cure for autism. But because you didn't send it to our doctors, our doctors who say there's no cure for autism, you were neglectful. 
although it took them over a year after they had him to diagnose him with autism. We really knew what he had way back when. Well, I think they, uh, the responsibility should be held on their hands because everything took place on their hands. Um, and there's no, no way that they can get out of it. I mean, but we know how the system works. So we recently had a speaker on here, um, from my admin here, persistent RN, um, April of June. And she spoke about being, a secured party creditor. Did I say that right? Persistent? Yes. And as a secured party creditor, um, I will send you guys a a recording. I'll text that to you when we're done here. Um, You get rights. Uh, You pretty much get your, your rights in your own hand. So then you have more standing and and persistent i don't know if you want to shed light on that because when she was explaining it and i said you know what i have a bunch of parents and mothers that will be joining us for um dealing with cps and i said i was wondering if they become a secured party creditor um will that be a mechanism where they will be able to get you know their kids back and she gave a lot of positive feedback and i'll be more than happy well she says her email in there so you guys can contact her and learn more about it um but persistent if you have something you can share on that because i know you're more experienced because my admin persistent she's actually uh, a secured party creditor as well um persistent could you shed some light on that sure um when you go through the process of separating yourself from the corporation of 1871, when they uh, fraudulently incorporated the U.S., um, you you can separate yourself from that, and then you become back under the Constitution, where you're a real live sovereign person. And in that process, if you have children, then you claim them as yours. Right now, under the corporation, they're not seen as your property. Nothing belongs to you under the corporation. And so when you go through the steps to become a secure party uh, creditor, then you um, add those children um, on your agreement and they become yours. And no one can detain you or take those children Uh, without um, huge penalties um, and fines. And the only reason you or your children could ever be arrested is if you cause bodily harm or property damage. Um, And so it becomes a process of really um, securing you're no longer the debtor, you are the creditor. And in the meantime, Um, Another option for you um, before, you know, uh, if you want to get started with that, I can certainly help you and get you in touch with April. Um, But in the meantime, you can ask for under the Freedom of Information Act, have you approached CPS about their surety bonds, everyone in that organization? (coughs) 
They're what bonds? Surety bonds. Surety bonds. I have not actually. Okay. This is an up and coming um, way that patriots are really taking back um, our country and going after these tyrannical, out of control government workers. They have to be insured. And what you do is you send a freedom of information request for a copy of their surety bond. So you find out who they're insured with. You file a complaint. Um, you give notice to the CPS people uh, that if they don't resolve the issues that you've stated in your complaint in five days, then you are going to file a formal um, with the surety bond. So there are parents going after school boards and there are parents like you going after CPS and everyone in the department because they have to carry that insurance. And believe me, anybody who knows about insurance or, you know, insuring bonding people, it's, you know, it costs them a lot of money if they receive complaints. So that would be another um, avenue for you. There's a channel here on Telegram um, on bonds and they run them by state. Um, And so everything goes through the secretary of the state that you're in. And um, so that would be another uh, go-to option right now. Um, Even if you want to start the secured party creditor, you still have that right to go after their, uh, their surety bonds. Okay. And I'll also send you a link to that, uh, that bonds group. Um, Yeah. That's another Avenue you guys can take. And I think what um, many of us haven't realized throughout time is how these people were able to get away with what they're doing and they're strong arming parents and um, enough is enough. And and we have to shut this down. We have to shut them down from just taking our kids. I mean, it's, you know, I kind of, I kind of knew about CPS, but you know, um, from talking with Terry and, and uh, all these parents that are, I mean, I've got, I still got text messages that I got to get to that I haven't been able to get to. And it's kind of overwhelming to see the amount of parents that their kids are being taken from them through CPS. I mean, it's ridiculous. And well, how they accomplish that? They have uh, judges and DAs that were rubber stamped. Just like that, anything they're handed by CPS. No evidence, nothing. Just their word, boom, go get the kids. But this is a little more interesting also because as we go on, the DA, the DA's office, the assistant DA, we believe purposely withheld evidence from the court. Otherwise, the ER report should have been discovered. And even after the ER reports were shown by our lawyer to the assistant DA, he still continued to prosecute. So you cannot be shown that ER report and not know that they perjured himself on the sworn affidavit. You cannot have been shown that and not know that the ER worker perjured himself in court. So the judge and the DA are fully aware of this, don't care. Goes even further. The judge that did our adjudication on the final judgment changed our sworn testimony. Anybody can tell just by going through the transcripts that they changed our sworn testimony. 
They said we saved some we never said. And worse, they had it critiqued by somebody from outside the courtroom. In fact, it was Passmore. Yeah. Every judge, and you know, before you send the jury out, the judge instructs them, do not consider anything or anyone besides the testimony you have heard in this courtroom. So when, where, and how did the judge get together with Passmore and get this critique of something we never said that was put in this final judgment? Like I said, it goes, as you go deeper and deeper, this case gets worse and worse. The police were outside our door on and off for about seven hours that day. They told CPS they would not go in and get the kids till they got a writ and a court order. CPS got the writ and the court order, and the Tulsa Police Department refused to act upon it. Instead, they told them, get the Sheriff's Department to do it for you. And we believe from that moment on, they were acting under color of law. And also, besides them uh, purging themselves on the sworn testimony, on the sworn affidavit, According to the ISP report and discovery, multiple people said they looked malnourished and had dark circles in their eyes, which is found to be not true at the R. So you have many people are saying this. So you also have conspiracy against rights, 18241 and 18242, federal law. Both of them are federal felonies, possible death penalty. It's, this is deadly serious what they've done. So all they can do now is try to cover their backsides. We have the proof. They don't want to look at the proof. At least they see it. <laughs> you still, you still parents' kids, and then you're not properly treating them. While the parents was looking out for their best interest to not vaccinate them, as we are getting educated on vaccines. Um, I know I was vaccinated when I was younger, but I didn't get any more vaccines past 18 years old. Yeah, I was vaccinated in the Army, but not since. I've, I've got a little more educated since then. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know what? It really seems like more and more stories that I'm hearing, it's like they're targeting certain parents and certain kids. It it's almost seems like they have been stalking kids and they wait for a moment to prey on the situation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Is there any like uh, luck with, with like your lawyer? Does anything look bright or? Well, the lawyer I have now, which this is how many lawyers have I had? Well, the sixth one I believe since it started, yeah. but fourth this year. Okay. The fourth lawyer I've had this year, mm -hmm. she seems very positive that we can win this case if it goes to court. Uh, my wife's lawyer, well, not so much. I'm not going to comment on him. But besides what we got trying to get our children back, we also have my wife is facing criminal charges from that night. So we're going to have to, we also have a criminal court that we have to deal with. And I have a private attorney for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm facing, a, yeah, I have a four bogus misdemeanor charges against me because I ran toward a closet with the boys when the sheriff's department came in, they escalated, they escalated this. I, I was trying to get away from the chaos and they chased me. They grabbed me. They beat me up, cut me in front of the boys. And they took me to jail for three nights. Reggie bonded me out yep. after that, but I'm still facing possible jail time. Well, that that's, 
that's really screwed up, you know, and, and that's why a lot of people that talk about back to blue, um, I try, I try to have them understand that they need to be careful with what they're saying because this is being driven by those guys that's putting on uniforms. They're the mm-hmm. ones that know what they're doing when they're entering these households. They know that they took an oath to serve and protect from foreign and domestic. They know great, good parents. They can make the proper decision right then and there, and they're strong-arming kids away. And if anyone don't like what I just said, I'm sorry. Now, the reason the police turned it over to the Sheriff's Department, because of the actions they'd taken earlier in the day and our study of law, and even our lawyer told us they did this because they knew they were on shaky legal ground, because of their actions they took earlier in the day, and we have it on video, that they had lost their qualified immunity, and that's why they didn't act on it and told them to get the Sheriff's Department to do it for them. Yeah, I had them outside the door. Reggie, is in the beginning of this, Reggie was at the store getting dinner. I was at home with the boys, and they come to the door with the Tulsa Police Department, the workers, the Tulsa Police Department, and the police were screaming at me to open the door. They were telling me I had no rights, that I didn't have a right to an attorney, because I said I don't answer questions. They didn't need a warrant. They told me you don't need a warrant. You have no right to talk to an attorney. Yeah, when I said I wish to speak to an attorney, yeah. Uh, And they were threatening me with false uh, arrest by... Yeah, you're going to talk to these people. Well, guess what? We don't have to talk to anybody. But if you don't talk to these people, we're going to arrest you. We're going to break down the door. We're going to arrest you. They would arrest me for child endangerment. Yes, because she wouldn't talk to Yeah, child endangerment. If I don't open my door and talk to the workers. Right. Child endangerment. And yet they can see both boys running around. Yeah, both boys are fine. You can see that. Yeah, and and they're talking about child endangerment for exercising my Fourth Amendment or Fifth Amendment rights and Fourth Amendment. They just didn't like it. And then once I walked away, I have a worker. This is right there in the beginning. I have the worker where the that lie about the kids having dark circles. That's where it began from her mouth. It's on camera. And this is a this is video that we had. We couldn't get till after the adjudication trial. Mm-hmm. And they sent us on a wild goose chase to get this footage. Yeah, we went to the police department. We said we wish to FOIA the video. And they okay. said FOIA. What's that? What's a FOIA? Well, they have another name for it yeah. here. Right. But, but they, they know what for you. Yeah. They just play dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm sure but yeah. So was that the first time or the second time? This is the second, second time. time. Wow. So they took your kid the fir- your kids the first time and you were able to get them back and then the second yeah. time they came with some bull crap. Yeah. Now the first oh, yeah. time they took them, they said our oldest child could not speak or walk. Luckily for us, we had a video taken 2 weeks earlier. It shows him walking around fine, jabbering away. But since we never went to trial, we never got to show that. Well, we brought it in. We brought they it in, and then the showed... whole attitude changed. Yeah, they said our lawyers and said they showed it to like the ADA and the judge, maybe. But we weren't in there with them, so we're not sure what they saw. But I know after that, they they changed it. They backtracked a little. But this is what I'm talking about. CPS is perfectly okay to lie. Lie. And this, uh, like I told one of my lawyers, I know CPS lies. I've dealt with before. But you can't purge yourself on sworn affidavit and in court. But seemingly can. Because you can't tell me the DA and the judge are fully aware of what they're purging themselves. Because they have the evidence. They know. You're purging yourself. You can't see what cannot be seen. But they're never going to be called for it, And that's why this will continue. Yeah, you know, I, I really hope that this um, this speaking does reach a lot of our law enforcement. 
uh, my comment that I met before, it's not all law enforcement because I have many cousins and relatives that are in law enforcement. Uh, I have one that's retired from forensic. Um, so I do know that there, there's some good ones out there, and I do know there's some out there that are just not doing the right thing. And I, I hope God definitely sends a speaking to them so they think twice before they take away that child from two to one good parent um, and parents for the simple fact, I don't think they would want their kids prior away from them. Um, what's really crazy is sometimes when CPS is called to households where um, those kids probably should be in a, a, a safe environment, it, it, it's like CPS walks away from them, but then they're coming at good parents like yourselves and others, which it, it just doesn't make sense. So I, I definitely hope this video touches the souls and spirits of them officers because this is happening too much. I, and, you know, I, I really didn't understand that it, it was to the extent of which it is. Um, and it kind of saddens me because it's like, as I'm talking to you guys, communicating in text and scheduling these shows, I'm like, wow. I mean, there's some cases to where there's murder that took place. Senators that tried to help this mother and this senator was murdered. And it's like, this is a problem. This is the pandemic. COVID is not the pandemic. Tell them about your friend that we did the radio show for. Tanner? Yeah. Okay, what about him? Came up dead. Oh. Oh, uh, our friend Sally. Mm. Yes. Um, well, that was about more about vaccines. But, yeah. yeah. But she helped us out because we did a, a radio show with her like this, a lot like this, about the situation uh, in the beginning of this. About a year ago. Of, yeah, about a year ago. Um, she's gone now. Yeah, and we believe, well, I think you know what I'm saying. Oh, sorry to hear that. Wasn't she going to do some kind of testimony or something? Uh, yeah, she was going to court with evidence that all vaccines are poison and have always have been. And she passed but away. Did, yeah, and she was sick because uh, I had talked to her, uh, I mean, well, br briefly, uh, a little bit before she died. Uh, she was sick, but, well, people like her, not, well, you don't usually go to the hospital unless there's something really bad going on and we and this was in new york so we believe something but and to even be that sick when she was somewhat healthy something was going on because i mean she always spoke truth like you and a lot of other people yeah yeah you don't have to explain i i mean i can i can definitely imagine yeah, i was trying not to say too much but i think you get um, know what i'm getting at yeah like a lot of people brought up, aren't you afraid to come forward with what you're having? Well, you violated every law. You completely violated our morality. You tried to destroy my family. You know, I still may lose my children. I'm going to speak out. You're not going to stop me from speaking out. Even take my children, I'm still speaking out. I'm never stopping. People got to know what's going on. It's just like we ran into that same um, 
doctor a while after this had happened. The doctor that had looked over the yes. ER reports, yeah. And I, and I said, you know, I don't blame anybody for not believing the things you say, because if I wasn't living through it, I don't think I'd believe it myself. But I'm living through it. I've seen it. It's so blatant. It's just beyond beyond. But here it is. And nothing really compares to the fear I had that morning. I mean, after knowing what they'd already done, and then I look out my door, but there was a knock. I look at my door. The, t the police, the Tulsa Police Department, the workers, I, we had already seen one of the workers because she had already been, it's the one that signed off on the ER report and perjured herself in court and grabbed her younger son. Um, she had been there in November of 2019 because of a report from our, one of our neighbors about how skinny the kids look and stuff like that. I mean, that kind of thing. So she was there trying to investigate the uh, exercise of rights then. And then nothing for the next like two months from anyone until January 10th, 2020. She's there with some other workers in the Tulsa Police Department. I'm looking outside my door and it was like being in Nazi Germany or a horror movie. I mean, that kind of thing. It was like I was in a horror movie, maybe about Nazi Germany or a victim in Nazi Germany and that kind of thing. It's all in this Russia. The fear of me, I can't describe it other than that. So. With all the um, lawyers you guys been going through, I can imagine that's had to be a tough toll with the financial aspects of it, huh? It was, yeah. We, yeah. we spent thousands of dollars we could ill afford to spend, and it's done us little or no good so far. Wow. Um, if there's any way that I can help, um, I definitely would love to. Um, whatever, especially... you can, whatever you're able to do, we're, we're game. You this, guys... is, these are, this is fighting monsters. We need an army. You said some um, legal, making up for what we've already spent and possible future legal fees. There's also, once we get our child back, we're going to have to give him the medical treatment he needs because the state has refused to do anything for him but treat him like a circus yeah. monkey you make money off him uh what do they call it physical therapy yeah there's a well it's a aba that's more intense therapy yeah. there's see they're yeah, still treating today's problems with yesterday's solutions there's all kinds of things now that are very promising for treating autism they're doing none of that but what can you expect from somebody that gets on to us for not having diagnosed Yet they haven't for over a year before they decide to diagnose them. They get them to us for not taking them to regular wellness checks, and they've had our children for two years now and only sent them to one wellness check. And that was summer of 2020. Yes. One wellness check. Yeah. It's when we don't send wellness checks, oh, we're bad. Negligent parents. And they've had them now for two years and only send them one wellness check. So that's okay when the state does it. For me to understand, your kids were perfectly healthy and perfectly fine before these people start stepping yes. in. Before, except for my eldest child's autism, which we also blame on the state 2016, when they took them in 2020, they were in perfect health and it's even proven by the ER report. They were both well within their weight for their age group. They were in good shape. They passed every test with flying colors. Mm -hmm. Take any kid from Tulsa and Put them through the R, see if they do as well as my kids did. I doubt that very much. Our kids were fine. 
But that wasn't the diagnosis. That wasn't what ER, that wasn't CPS, what they said. They said they uh, were malnourished. They had dark circles around the eyes, except they were not malnourished, put them on the ER, and there were no dark circles. If there were dark circles, where's some pictures? Show me some pictures. Where's some time, time step on no, photographs? Yeah, there. where they yeah. at? But not there because there is no such thing. They just had to make up some lies so they could get in the door and take it. Yeah, and they said they looked malnourished, and they looked, and our older son, who was autistic, that he was weak because I had to help him off the floor. Well, I had to help him off the floor because he doesn't follow directions because that's autism. And once they send to the R, they find they're fine. Well, we can't just give them back. Let's take them to our passport, our go-to pediatrician. Four days later. You give her a kid, she'll give you a case. And that's what she did. And four days later, it has nothing to do with us because we didn't know where they were. But the ER says they're fine. The passport says they uh, neglect and isolation. Now, where did she get that from? Tell me how you can take your stethoscope and find neglect and isolation. Well, it was in the DHS. Yeah, but that's not a medical report. You're a medical doctor. You're yeah, supposed but, she to, works, but she works with Yeah, DHS. but you're supposed to say what's there, not what somebody told you. Well, it's different with a child abuse pediatrician. Oh, of course DHS. it's different. It's our job to still kids. That's how, yeah, that's how they get around this. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make these outrageous claims that make no sense, even medically. And I'm not a doctor, but I can see the medical sense and it's how it's not there. I've been around doctors. I mean, we all have common sense. There's just no there there. Yeah, I really uh, pray that your lawyers really um, figures out the way to, to reverse this on them because I hope so. So far, except the one I had now is kind of promising. Like I even told her when I first got with her, I've had all these lawyers all this time and nobody's impressed me yet. It's just like a while back, one of the lawyers I had, we were trying to get our eldest child sent to one of our doctors. The judge had said, as long as you pay for it, not the state, we're not going to pay for it, but as long as you pay for it, you can send them to whatever doctor you want. It took us three months and a court order to get it sent to one of our doctors. And when I was complaining to my lawyer, said I want to get it sent to one of my doctors, he said he said uh, he actually thought you know he told CPS we were asking for more visitation time. I mean we sent him emails mm-hmm. that said very plainly we want them sent to our doctors, and he said well we'll look into more visitation time. This is kind of lawyers. I mean, do you speak English? And this is you know that's lawyers dealing with you. Know, you're lucky. If they'll answer any of your emails, and if they do, you can send my 30 email sheet, may answer a couple of questions out of 30 emails. And usually it's the ones that they can easily, yeah. like, I don't know how to explain it. But See, the problem with these appointed lawyers, most of them, the one I've covered, what I've seen, they'll show up five minutes before court, talk to you a little bit, ruffle through the papers, try to remember who you are, and then represent you in court. Yeah, and the one who's representing me right now is the same one who in the beginning, yeah. I had in the beginning, and he's the one that told me, uh, you, you and your husband are not doctors. Uh, it'll be in discovery, but the ER reports. Yeah. But it was in discovery, yeah. and we did find out what was in the and, ER report. Yeah, and he also told me to basically like, cooperate with DHS. I mean, we hadn't been convicted or adjudicated, and the, him and the lawyer that he had at the time, they, they're both court appointed, they both say, just go talk to them. Go cooperate. Oh, wow. And that's how they drew up an amended petition to further keep the kids. Instead of being there and representing us while we were talking to them, they just threw us in there, no legal representation, just you know, cooperate with them and talk to them. 
and they lied but we didn't have the er reports yet in at that time and they also they lied. lied and said it, a lawyer cannot be at the meeting which they can be we found that out later they yeah. have a right to be at the meeting yeah and, so who are they working uh, for they're not working for us yeah and they they were able to because there's no lawyer though they're able to lie but without the er reports in front of us just yet this is exactly one week later i mean after they took the boys uh they're they were telling us that the kids were off the chart so mm -hmm. we, yeah. so, this, so we, don't, we don't meet the safety threshold to take them home with us that day yeah they said that our youngest child was barely on the chart there's no barely on the chart either you're on the chart or you're not there's no barely on the charts like being barely pregnant mm -hmm. And they said our oldest child was off the chart, way off the chart. We find out he's actually more on the chart as the chart goes than our youngest child was. A complete lie. But we got no lawyers there. We got no witnesses. We got nothing. We got just their word. They're lying, saying reasons we can't take our children home. Flat lies. Yeah, but we then, didn't have the yard reports yet, mm -hmm. so we had, you know, couldn't yeah. call them one. Yeah. And then after that, they coerced us into uh, an interview. I mean, talking to them and asking them about, I mean, they asked a bunch of questions. Of course, they changed our answers for the most right. part, especially mine, and that's how they drew up their amended petition to keep the boys. And, and that's the, that's the great lawyer work by not yeah. being there when you know you're yeah. supposed to represent clients, equal, supposed to be there at the meeting, but no. Yeah, due process, equal protection under the law. We didn't have it. Also, we have team meetings with uh, our DHS workers mm -hmm. and their supervisors and everybody else. And how many team meetings have we had? At least three, least probably, three. probably a little more. Besides when we had our private lawyer, last time we had team meetings, the first time our lawyers have ever shown up to a team meeting. Yeah. Of all our lawyers, this is the first time they've shown up. Of all of our appointed lawyers, the first time they've ever shown up to a team meeting. Wow. <clears throat> it sounds like the whole system is like working together behind the scenes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's money in children. And if they don't make their quota, they get less money than last year. Yeah. That's what it's about. Uh, your child's like an ATM to you. Whatever, whatever therapy they send them to, whatever they get to, it's all people that are working with DHS. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the whole DS, uh, the CPS system, that has to get shut down. I mean, it, it the money has to get shut down. Because I think that, you know, well, I don't have to say I think, but that's what's driving it. And um, unfortunately, I think when they're running out of parents that are probably neglecting their kids, they start targeting people that are actually loving on their kids, which um, that has to stop. They're, it's it's happening too much. And it's, it's kind of overwhelming to my soul. Um, and like I said, I didn't know it was this bad. Um, it got to the point where I had to tell Terry, I'm like, okay, Terry, um, give me just one break. Let me get everybody scheduled and I'll get back to you. And I mean, I didn't even know, like, it's this insane. And it's Most like, don't know, Jimmy, it's, it's, it's hard to even comprehend unless you've been through it. I had actually known something about it even before the first time this happened. I know even before I became a mother, it's just just like they really took them back in 2016. Yeah. I'm talking to the supervisor saying, "This is crazy. It makes no sense." Well, oh, it's crazy. It makes no sense. Okay, see you. Yeah, I had I had known something about it even before I became a mother. It's just it doesn't really affect you until it happens to you. You think you're immune to it for the most part. 
but although you can worry about it, but then once it happens, it happens. Yes, yeah, so like in 2016, I knew they were uh, looking at taking our youngest child from my wife at the hospital, and they wanted to do a physical examination of my oldest child. I knew there was no problem with him. He was fine, so I didn't have any objections at the time. I didn't realize what I was getting into to send him to be examined. I knew there, there's nothing wrong with him. There's no bruises on him. He's fine. He's in great shape. Hey, passport. We'll find a reason to take that child, and they did. They said he was underweight. We find out now that it looks like he wasn't underweight. Yeah, they rounded down from yeah, the chart. rounded down from chart. They said he's 19, and he's actually 19 and a half, which rounded up would have been 20. 20 would have been on the chart because they rounded down from a half to 19. Oh, he's yeah. on the chart. we got to take him. His height and weight were normal that day. And like in 2016, the chart was everything. We just kept saying, then chart to chart, he's off the chart, chart, chart. Now we got proof that both children are well on the chart. And nobody cares about the chart. Nobody wants to talk about the chart now. 2016, it was everything. The chart to chart to chart. Now nobody wants to talk about the chart because it's in our advantage. That they're still maintaining that they were malnourished. Yeah, they're still maintaining they're malnourished, even though it's been proven by the ER that they weren't. Still, in every report, all they were malnourished and they had dark circles around their eyes. Of course, now they changed the report. Now it says dark circles under lies. They can't keep their lies straight. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of uh, <clears throat> Dr. Fauci. Um, <laughs> uh, he's telling us 15 days, then it's 30 days, and then it's trust the science, then it's don't wear a face mask, then it's wear a face mask, put on two of them. Put on 10 of them until you can't breathe no more. Wow. Not to mention that using a test that the founder of the test, the guy that invented the test, said it's never meant to diagnose anything. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He won the Nobel Prize in medicine. I think he knows a little more than Fauci. Unfortunately, there's another guy that mysteriously died just before it all hit the fan. Yes, sir. Um, it's crazy. I mean, even the president in t- uh, Tanzania. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he shows that the fruit and the gulch were coming up positive for COVID, and he was ex- exposing about the vaccine that showed it was mm-hmm. just X for Africa. And next thing you know, he mysteriously uh, passed away. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys have a, a GoFundMe or anything? Um, um, actually, one that a friend of mine had set up. Actually, that's still up. I'm going to show you that yeah. bit. Um, but it's hard. There's an issue going on with the funding. I mean, how to get the funding. Yeah, we didn't have a regular bank account. So yeah, we so there's to... no way we can get it. They even took away some funds because it was taking too long to get anybody to help us with that. So I won't even... And it only has my name on it because it's from the criminal aspect. So it's not very clear. No, I, I, go fund me would be good, good, but so far, any time we've tried, we raised nearly the funds we need. Yeah, we've had... this. That was the second GoFundMe that we've right. had since this happened. But we can try another one. And I really like what I'm seeing with Give, Send, Go. Um, and we do not have a regular bank account. Yeah, so no matter what we use, we're going to have to have help. Yeah. Make sure we get those funding, that funding. Um, so if anybody can help with that, we would greatly appreciate it. Or anything you can do financially, just anything. It takes money to fight these people. Like I said, it's not just the, the lawyers and doing do with that because we don't know yet how, how well or how it's going to go. The more we can do for law side, the better it's going to be in our favor. And even back then, when we find you get kids back, the eldest son is going to need different type treatments than he's been getting to be able to deal with his autism. Because 
Like I even said in court, I believe there's cured autism or cures, I should say. You're believing and our belief is grounded in facts. Yeah, our belief is grounded in facts. We have different doctors who say this. Mm -hmm. I even said this in court and it made the court go silent because the social worker said there is no cure for autism. And I said, there are no incurable diseases or conditions. There's only incurable stupidity. And the court went silent. And then they went on. <laughs> and that social worker is, I mean, that, that caseworker is only saying that because the physical, the, the therapists that treat our older son are the ones saying that. The ones that are making money off him. Yes. Like like I said, all you have is a hammer. Every problem looks like a nail. Yeah. So we and have. And when you're. Paycheck depends on you not seeing something, you're not going to see it. Yeah, so we have professionals that are even more qualified than them yeah. that are saying the opposite. And, so, and of course, it's true. Well, but believe it or not, believe it or not, we have uh, a great guy named Danny here on Telegram that has been educating a lot of people on ivermectin and how of a miracle that that is for the human um, body. It actually was created for humans in the eighties and won a Nobel priest prize. And it was carrying so many different things. And I could just imagine who got their hands on it and had to switch the direction of the, the human brain to think otherwise of it and hide the truth behind it. But he's also brought up that it, it, it helps against autism. I hadn't heard that. Well, it's just like we've looked into, uh, there's a drug out that we've I've heard a small, even just small amount could help autism. And this drug has been used over a hundred years for sleeping sickness. Yeah. Because see, it's using drugs that have been used over here for something else. And a lot of doctors nowadays are afraid to do that. It's a drug that's been used safely for hundreds of years, but now we're going to use it for a different thing like the what ivermectin was used for COVID when it was used for something else before. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll also send you guys that um, speaking because, um, <clears throat> oh, you know, I think that was on our second speaking. But <coughs> a member on here, an admin, her son has autism, and she asked that question, and he clarified that ivermectin does help against autism as well um and now that you're a member of the group whenever i have danny on here i'll be sure to to contact you to make sure that you're on here so you can get your um answers from danny personally and also i know you guys said you might have to have help with the give send go or the um go fund me we have tammy from community uni unity on here and, you know, they have done some fundraising out there in Louisiana to help the victims from Hurricane Ida. And uh, she also has a podcast, her and her sister as well, to where I'm sure she would love to bring you guys on there so your story can be heard on another grand scale of platforms. And I'll be more than happy to, to hook you guys up as well. And yeah. um is there anything else that you would like the audience to know? Um, anything else to share before we go into Q&A? No, I can't think of anything. I can just go over where they violated laws right and forth. And then when the, instead of uh, addressing where they violated they were to get the kids, then they try to move on to something else and make it about Nigel's autism. Yeah, that's his name, Nigel. Yes. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Nigel's autism. Yeah. 
And like I said, and th even then, it took them over a year to diagnose it. You know, they get on to us for not diagnosing. Took them over a year with all the assets of the state to diagnose it. They get on to us for not taking the regular wellness checks because we didn't. There's nothing wrong with it. If a child is well, why should I take it to a wellness check that's basically a, what do you call that? A vaccine. You know, line for vaccines. That's what yeah. they've turned into. Wellness checks now just a similar line for vaccines now. Yeah, in fact, I'll even say that uh, what we had been going, when we got them back, we'd gone to some wellness checks with the boys. And that's even. Yeah, we got kicked not, out of one doctor because he wouldn't vaccinate. He quit serving it. Well, that was uh, actually back before Timogen was born. That's yeah. a little younger by Timogen. Yeah. Um, but there was one, the last one we were at, it, this was, uh, 26, I'm sorry, 2017, like late 2017, uh, we had taken the boys to one and she, it was, she was frustrated that we weren't vaccinated. I could tell. And oh, then yeah, she asked, yeah. yeah. And then she asked her younger one who was a year old at the time. Our older one was three, but she asked her one year old to draw a circle. Yeah. And asked her one year old to draw a circle because yeah. our one year old could draw a circle what? he needed therapy. Yeah, he occupational. Yeah, he, he was referred to occupational therapy yeah. because he can draw. Oh circle. my God! It sounds like that was just, that one. That right there was the straw that broke the camel's back. We were just sick and tired of this wellness checks. It was BS. Sounds like yeah. if there's a problem with our children, we will get them medical help. Yeah, there hasn't been. Though. I mean, except with the exception of nasal sausage, which we were treating, there has not been any problem until they took them in 2020. They had hardly ever had a fever. And just shortly after they took them, both kids came down with a fever. Yeah. They didn't ever have fevers under us. I have a I have a thermometer. I can put it on your forehead. Boom. Yeah. Know what you got. Yeah, but our one year old couldn't draw a circle. So right. he couldn't draw a circle. So we're, we're yeah, we're monsters. Right. Oh yeah. no, we didn't take them to the occupational therapy. Right. Because you couldn't draw a circle, so we're monsters. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like she needed some therapy because shit, if you asked <laughs> yeah. me to draw, to draw a circle yeah, and I'm one years old. What? I wouldn't be. I would know. I said, if you asked me to draw a circle if I'm one years old, mm -hmm. I wouldn't know what the hell you're talking about at one years yeah. old. That's crazy. See, they can't make money off the vaccine, so try to find another way to make the money. Yeah, and even the uh, the family doctor that looked over the ER reports, uh, one that was pretty much on our side, uh, even he had said it was unethical. He agreed with us. It's unethical. We told him that it was, that it's unethical to ask a one year old to draw a circle. Now, he also said, looking over this, and he said, he went over the, all the different possible causes of autism. They said, in my opinion, this is vaccine-induced autism. Of course, I bring this up in court. Nobody cares. I brought up a lot of facts in court about vaccines and about not being safe. And how about uh, the CDC can no longer say that uh, vaccines do not cause autism. They can mm -hmm. no longer legally say that. But we still have passport in court. Oh, they can't call it autism. How could that possibly be? Well, I tell you what, we're going to have Dr. Patrick Flynn joining us Saturday. It'll be part two with him joining us. And <clears throat> he will openly tell you that the vaccines are causing autism. And he says right. there's a lot of autism or Down syndrome in African-American kids from these vaccines. Mm -hmm. and none of him, his wife, wait, none of his kids have been vaccinated. And, and this is coming from a doctor, so they're full of all crap. <laughs> no. But if you guys are, uh, whenever you're ready to go in Q&A, um, Tina's going to be doing the questions, and it looks like sure. we have a couple hands raised. Uh, one just left, but 
yeah, Tina, if you want to go into questions. Okay, thank you so much, you guys, for, for coming. Um, it was just so hard for me not to break down. I just can't even imagine your, what you're going through. And Nigel and Temujin are just adorable boys and I just pray to God that you are able to get them back and um, as you had stated before workers do have a monthly quota of how many kids they have to remove from the homes every single month so you know there are taking kids uh, away from their homes that don't deserve to be taken away. Tina, Tina, you were just rubber band. I don't think just they because uh, they have to meet the quota. And then a question I have for you guys. She's going to come. She's going to hop out and come back in. It, it'll fit uh -huh. Is this better? Much yes. better. Okay, I'm so sorry. I I just wanted to say, as you mentioned before, the workers do have a monthly quota of how many kids they have to remove from their homes each month. So, of course, they're taking children away from their homes that don't deserve to be taken from their homes. And I wondered if you guys knew how much each one of your children was worth to CPS. Um, each child is, when they take them away from you, how much CPS gets for each one of your children. I don't really know. I know they make uh, money by sending them to the different things. I know that if they get them adopted out, they'll make so much money. And if they get a kid adopted out, which has they a disability, get, they make much more money. Okay, I don't know the exact just, figures now. To let you know, they get three. They get three million dollars for each one of your children. One point five million from taking wow. them away from dad, and one point five million from taking them away from mom. Is this over a course of time? And I hope you guys take down, uh, no, that is if they remove your child from the home, um, from what I understand, and I just found this out today, that um, if they are able to remove your child for good, like if you guys lose in court or whatever, that's how much money they're going to get to remove your child. I knew there was a and lot of adoption. It's so hard to get the children back. No, this is just for them to be able to officially remove your child from the home. 
And I found that out today from somebody that is connected with CPS. Where does the money go? Exactly. And as they just get rich on it. I don't really know. I mean, supposedly it goes um, for different things that they do for the children. You know, like you said, taking them to the doctor, getting them help and stuff like that. Yeah, and they and say there's more in the disabled, the disabled, they say there's more in the disabled kids, which makes sense. Um, and they actually, um, with our younger one who is fine, they actually, I've seen the evaluations for uh, the place where they have physical, not the intense therapy, but the uh, physical therapy and occupational therapy. And I've seen the evaluations and they lied to get our younger one who is fine. They lied to get him in there. Uh, they lied about us and about our older son. Like, so like uh, they needed to check on our younger son's milestones because our older son, well, he was doing this and that or not doing this and that. And it was our fault and all that. Uh, I mean, we were, to, we were, uh, we were uh, malnourishing the boys and so forth. So they had to see where our younger one was. So for a while they had him in there making money off him, our younger one who is fine. They had him in physical therapy and occupational therapy, which he did not need. Yeah. When we visited the therapy, even his therapist said he's above his age group. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is, he was meeting his milestone, our younger one, he was meeting his milestones. And this is the one that at a year old, that doctor asked him to draw a circle. Well, he was drawing a circle by the age of three yeah. under our yeah. tutelage. Yeah, like uh, at the age of three, he could count to 10. He almost had his ABCs down. Mm -hmm. What do you want from a three-year-old? Wow. Yeah, that's just crazy. And please do take down the name Dirt Road Discussion Chat. And that is Danny, who Mike was talking about earlier. And he's the one that is saying ivermectin cures pretty much every single sickness and disease on the planet. And he's gotten proof to, to really show that. So it's a channel here on Telegram, and it's called Dirt Road Discussions Chat. And they talk about every single thing, and autism is one of those things. So um, I'm going to let you go on to the next questioner, and that is Persistent RN, then as Secret Squirrel, then Jamie C., then Tammy on Community, then Christian, then Carol. So Persistent RN, go ahead. Uh, thank you. And I just want to say to both of you, um, as a nurse and a mom, um, my heart goes out to you and you are so courageous, but I have um, an idea about um, doing an action plan. So do you have a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen handy right there with you? I, I can get one. Please give me one moment. Okay. Um, and, and what I'd like you both to do is Let's write down while you're, you know, you're really, um, re you know, telling us your story. Let's go back. Let's make a list of everybody who has perpetrated this tyranny on you. So I've been kind of jotting down some notes. So I've got, we've got the CPS people, right? right. So I want you to write down. Um, when we get off the call, I want you to kind of go through and write down every single person's name 
that has I think we already got that list. Okay. Then I want you to <laughs> make a list of every single Tulsa police department that has perpetrated in this. You mean officers' Here. names? All no, officers. there's two departments, the police department and sheriff's department. Yeah. Both. And they were yes. both involved. Yeah. Yeah. So write down every name and their commanding officer, right? Officer in charge. And uh, then, how do you find that out? Um, that should be a public record. You should be able to get that online. Okay. So be able to, okay. Yeah, the commanding officers, yes. Okay. And and then the emergency room staff. Um and the facility they were taken to. And then you mentioned um, there were some outside consultants, physician, pediatricians, or. Oh, yeah, there was the original emergency room, and then they were taken to uh, Passmore, Passmore, the um, CPS pediatrician. Okay. And that will give you kind of a focus right now. And then. you can reach out to me anytime on Telegram and let's get working on the surety bonds of those um, on the list. Uh, we'll all be, you know, um, the hospital people come under the hospital's um, medical malpractice. So, but the surety, we can certainly get started on right away. Um, Mayor, what is surety? Is that something you do with insurance? Yes. They insure government employees, and to pass that, just to get insured, um, like they can't have felonies. They, you know, um, so they're ensuring that these people are going to work within their job description. They they are supposed to protect us from people that don't do their jobs. So. Um, that's how surety works. So once they receive a complaint, then um, it's possible that you can receive recovery from that too, as far as monies. But more than that, it stops the tyranny. Because what you have going on here is um, the police department should know better, but absolutely you don't have a constitutional sheriff. Because they absolutely, they've all sworn an oath to follow, you know, the Constitution. So, um, you know, we've got to stop this from happening. I mean, there's just so many levels of it. So, you know, um, so I hope that 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 gives you a focus right now to work on, um, to have, you know, everybody's name on one piece of paper and, you um, kind of do a little bit of research in the process of getting everybody that's involved because um, you sharing your story tonight and this being recorded and going out to a lot of people is the most effective thing you can be doing right now. Plus working on the, on paper, you know, to, to do what we need to do in the background. So um, definitely exposing these people is, is going to be, you know, a, a, you know, successful for you. Um, how so many people I have success- sorry. How many people have successfully gone after the the uh, surety? If you get on that uh, bonds telegram and um, 
Mike will send you that link. They're showing videos now of people getting served, school boards getting served. And then um, one parent, um, husband and wife, they recovered like $4 million. And I don't want to give you any false promises, but there was actually a video on there today about that. Um, They served, they filed a claim and they won. Um, So um, it's something that gives us a, you know, an option right now to. Okay. But that that was a school board, right? That was a, yes, that was a school board. So I mean, CPS, it just seems like it's all on its own. I mean, so yeah, but they're, they're as liable for the care of your children. Mm -hmm. They're more liable. They've had your children in custody. (laughs) So they are extremely liable. And um, like you said, they are not in charge of you taking your children to wellness care. The government is not in charge of our health care. Your children were not endangered. They were in good health. And they're not in charge of, you know, condemning you for missing a wellness visit. That's not their job. So all of these issues, they've way overstepped their boundaries. Um, they're, they're working outside their insurance. That's how surety works. When they do things that they're not bonded for, they have no insurance. Yeah, they acted like we just had to have them checked out. They, they just had to have them checked out by someone because there were reports of them being undernourished. So, and they hadn't been to a doctor. So we had to have the children checked out in their eyes. And, uh, and they, if we didn't open the door, they're going to have to come in and get them because uh, we have to see if they're okay. I mean, they actually, I mean, this was an unwanted medical check. We, they didn't have our consent. And they come in and grab the kids. When the kids were fine, that you can tell they're fine. You don't have to be looked at by a doctor. I mean, we have rights as humans. Well, the sad part is CPS could have got away with all this by just saying we have grave concerns. That's all they need to say. And then the rubber stamp it, you got the children. But they went above and beyond by swearing that they saw things that could not be seen. And yet they're not even caught on that. They could, if, even saying, just being able to grab a kid by saying we have great concerns, that's all it would take. And the, and the judges and the DAs would all rubber stamp it. Yeah, and I'm saying in our case, there was no reason for these so-called grave concerns. No. You can see the kids, and you don't have to have a doctor. A doctor should be there for an emergency, an actual emergency. If the kids look like skin and bones, I mean, where, you can, I mean, where they can't even walk around, now that's one thing. And then after they purge themselves to get the kids, they take them to the yard to find out the kids are fine. But let, oh well, oh, well, let's take them to Passmore so you know to lock it up. Because you know, give her a kid, she'll give you a kid. Yeah, and that's where they were trying to get her get them before was yeah. Passmore. If they sent them Passmore and not to the yard, which would happen, we wouldn't have a case then. If we had opened, if we had opened our door, yeah. then Passmore no would been, yeah. Passmore is just say you need to take these kids, and that would have been the end of it. Yeah, and seven about seven hours later, I think she had gone to bed because she was not available mm-hmm. evidently. Well, I'm I'm hoping that this gives you kind of an action focus to mm-hmm. to get started. 
And um, I'm going to go ahead and let other people get their their questions. And we're always I'm on um, CPN every day. Um, okay. And so you no, can I appreciate that. And we'll look into it. But the reason she asked is anybody use this, because in the past two years, you hear so much stuff about how to fight CPS. And so much of it is just pie in the sky. It don't work, hasn't worked, never will work. We wouldn't want to look into anything and try it. But we've had so much disinformation. There's so many people putting out disinformation out there about, well, this is the way you fight CPS. So this is the way you fight CPS. No, you got to do it this way. Well, and they you don't have no idea what they're talking and about. Well, there's stuff that should work, but yeah. because CPS it does not good. work. Yeah, I mean, but it should. I mean, even or even another can work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. But I I think that this people are just discovering this through this whole patriot movement. You know, we're finding out. You know, we do. You know, we do own. You know, our children belong to us, not to the government, and they are insured, and they're not doing their job, and they're endangering these children. They're stepping outside of their scope of practice. There's just yes, no yeah. doubt about that. So yes, and I have heard something about going after insurance, like with um, public servants, but I just didn't know how to go about. It. it sounded good. I just really didn't know how to go about it. Yeah. So if I can get the way to go about it, then. Yes. And yes. And um, so I'm going to jump off and uh, let Tina go to the next person with the question. And uh, God bless you both. And know that um, I'm praying for you every day. Thank you. Thank you. Secret Squirrel, you're up. I uh, actually it's not a question more like um, I gave Mike some information to pass along to both y'all about. autism in general and uh, some um, research links I, I'm aware of. So there's another drug other than ivermectin, another one called Sermon. Exactly. Yes, that's that's what I was that's talking about. That, yeah. It's been used as yeah. uh, for sleeping sickness for over 100 years. Yeah. yeah it's so we're having a problem now. We're actually trying to find a doctor that will administer to our eldest son. That's the problem right now. Just to let you know, also, Sermon and um, Ivermectin are on the, on the World Health Organization's mm-hmm. essential list of medications to be given out. Okay? So there is a list. If you want me to send it to Mike, he can pass it along to you also. Oh, well, I mean. There's a, there's a, the World Health Organization actually has a list of essential meds that any nation should actually have in stock. And you know, United States being one of the, you know, first world nations, it's a shame that, you know, we can't meet this uh, minimal requirement that the World Health Organization uh, says every nation should have, you know, so. Yeah, uh, and on this uh, list are some of the, are some of them uh, pharmaceutical and some of them natural? Is it a combination? Uh, so it's going to be a mix of different uh, things. Uh, most, mostly uh, when I did my brief look at it, it's mostly pharmaceuticals. These are older drugs. That have been known to be safe for over 50, 100 something plus years, whatever. These are very old drugs. Uh, some are new, um, but most of them have a very long safety, safe, safe tra- track record, basically. So that's that's my little thing I want to pass on to y'all. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very okay. much. Thank you so much. Amy C. Hello, Tamsin and Reggie. How are you? Well, I've seen better days, but 
Uh, well, we're hanging in there. We're yeah. in. Okay, but not okay. <laughs> I'll let you know, I'm really, really sorry to hear about the trauma that you're going through and that your boys are going through. I hope that they are now, you know, while they're not with you in a loving, compassionate home, because there, I know there are foster homes that provide that. So when you see them, are they, are they okay? I would say they're okay. We have a problem with the pe- people are acting as foster parents are very antagonistic towards us. But as far as I can tell, I have no reason that they're mistreating our boys in any way. Okay. And so um, I work, I'm a school secretary and I work with the special services department with the child study team that is very involved with CPS and and, um, division of youth and family services. So I'm curious to know if the older boy is of school age and is is the school involved? He's a school agent. He's not being sent to school currently. He's in ABA therapy. Yeah, he's all in day. intensive therapy all day. ABA therapy. Yeah, except when he uh, is a, out, out to uh, the the other place for occupational and physical therapy. But other than that, he's in the ABA therapy like all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how old is he? He was uh, he was uh, kicked out of about three daycares. Oh yeah, he was, he's been in daycare and he's been kicked out of three daycares since beginning of this. Yeah, because he, he has you know. Hot, and they they got a different term for it now, but it's high spectrum autism. What's his yeah. age? How how old is your oldest boy? Seven. Seven. Yeah. A seven year old by law has you know public school available to him. He should be enrolled in a public school. Public schools are or uh, or they're they're equipped to deal with autistic children. That's where. I work with the child study team and every public school has a child study team that is with an ABA, an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, a school psychologist, and then they outsource for neurological and um, other, other specialties. So I, you know, I think that you should be proactive in looking at your local schools to get him main, mainstreamed into a pub because they're in total control of your education right now of his education. So that's just my advice to you. Um, because they're, when, if you don't do that, then they're in total control. And, and I think you as parents, you still have the right to enroll your son into school. So well, I do. He may have been okay, thank you, Jamie. He may have been in a regular school at one point. I, I don't remember. I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah. Well, and they could be saying that because of the daycare, because of him being kicked out of three of them and him needing, they say he needs this uh, intense therapy with his diagnosis. Yeah, before he can be sent to school, according to them. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Tina, may I just finish up with just a couple of quick things? I'd like you to keep the hope alive. You know, you'll get your children back. If you have no criminal charges against you, there's no reason why you should not get your children uh, back. Hey, I have criminal charges. They're not child abuse related, but they are from that night. Okay, so but that's okay. Whatever they are, do whatever they require you to do to get your children back. 
And I know if there's a lot of red tape involved and, and I, my other advice to you is don't trust anyone. Don't, don't like share, like even the remark about, you know, whatever you said before about that being smart or just don't talk to these people uh, unless it's very brief, very concise and very just caring about your children. I know that you care about your children a great deal, but these people will use you and spit you out if you don't just abide by their rules. And it's okay that you have charges. Just get rid of them. And it's going to take time. But do whatever they're, it takes. They're prosecuting me. They're prosecuting her. She's going before a jury. Okay, but this is unrelated to the children. Well, it was the next really. children. Uh, the only thing she's really guilty of is trying to prevent a felony kidnapping under color of law. But they have four misdemeanor charges, which could easily have been felony charges. And luckily, we had the video from that night, or the police, or the sheriff's report would say she tried to bite them. Uh, fortunately for us, there's no such evidence of that on the video. And yet, they're still prosecuting. But you're still prosecuting. If the police were involved, we've been told by a lawyer this these charges were involved a lot, dropped a long time ago because ridiculous charges. But because law enforcement officers are involved and the thin blue line and the DA, we're going to prosecute you. Okay. Well, I just want to again reiterate. Try to talk as little as possible to anybody because trust no one. Have your attorney and, and, and you know, get it done. You will get your children back. Don't lose hope. And open up a bank account. If you don't have one, open, just go in and deposit $25. I would like to contribute money through Venmo. I can get it through Mike or Tina to get to you. It's very important that you just show steps that you're doing the right thing and that you want your children back. But by being, um, you know, uh, by, by poking a tiger or a bear in his chest, and that's what these people are, then they play with you and you're not to be played with. So talk as little as possible and show them that, you know, you're serious. And then at the assurity bonds, learn how to do that and then change, shift the power because you are their parents and you're loving parents and you will get your children back. And I pray for you, keep the hope alive. And, um, you know, just, I, I, I just want to say, I'm so sorry. And I wish you the best of luck. And I just, I know that you'll get your children back. Thank you. Thank you. Tammy with community. Uh, looks like she just stepped Wait. out. She may have got a phone call or something. Okay, I'll come back to her. She pops back on. Christopher, you're next. How are you guys doing tonight? Mom said okay, uh, but not okay. Yeah. Okay, consider. I don't. Yeah. I don't really have a whole lot of questions. I got. I've I've actually researched some of the stuff, so I got some names for you. I mean, they both got. Uh, like Carl Lentz, K-A-R-L, Lentz, L-E-N-T-Z. Now, he's got some YouTube videos that, that you can watch on YouTube, but this man is a genius when it comes to CPS and getting your children back. But the problem is, is you guys are playing in their, in their, in their court. Uh, what, what needs to happen, and he's really good at explaining this, is... 
and also Christopher James. He's in Canada. But uh, problem is we're, we're dealing with uh, maritime law. That's the jurisdiction that you're in because of the birth certificate and the corporation. Um, so what, uh, like Persistent RN was saying earlier, is you basically got to change the jurisdiction in the court to common law. So that's the problem. We're, we're they're in maritime law, and they got you sucked into there because you're part of the corporation. If you can break out of that, get into common law, you're on a whole different ball game. They cannot take your kids from you because they're your property. Everything in common law is property, trespass, and stuff like that. So, but these guys explain it very well, and I know that uh, if there's a way you can get a hold of that Carl Lentz, or even Christopher James, he has a, a site on Rumble. It's called a Warrior Calls. Um, they have websites with documentation on how to fill it out yourself. And you uh, basically fill out forms in your own words. Not You can't use their paperwork because that puts you right back into the corporation. But uh, um, they do uh, help people uh, fight these, these criminals. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, it, they're a couple of really good names, and they're pretty pretty honorable. And I pray for you guys. I mean, it, I can't even imagine what it'd be like to have your children stolen from you unlawfully. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's unfathomable, but I pray for yeah. you. And I would, I would research those two names for sure. It's... Um, and if you can somehow get a hold of them, I think they'd be a big asset. All right, thank you. Thank you. Good luck, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Hey, Tammy with Community, you're next. Hi, guys. Um, uh, first of all, I wanted to say um, I'm extremely sorry for the situation that you're in, and I will be praying for you. And um, I'm the person that Mike had mentioned earlier. We're a community for Unity Louisiana, and uh, we help local people in uh, many different ways. Um, and I wanted to tell you, uh, maybe we could connect later and we can see how we can help you out. We are a non-monetary kind of charity, so we don't really deal with money, um, but we'll be more than happy to um, connect with you and see what we could do for you and definitely advertise any speakings that you have in the future. Uh, me and my sister have a totally different um, podcast. It's separate from Community for Unity Louisiana. It's called Louisiana Sister Squad Podcast. And um, we would be interested in having you as a guest on there. And um, if you guys can get like a give, send, go together for yourself, um, we'll be more than happy to advertise that to pay for um, some of your son's medical um issues or you know anything you need help with we could discuss it further but i just wanted to introduce myself and um, let you know that we are here there is tons of people out there that are open to listening that need to hear your story and there are so many um people that's come on mike's channel that have similar stories and um i think you guys can you know go through telegram and build a really strong team of people that are like-minded and in the same situation um if you haven't already i don't know i didn't ask you but um but there's a lot of great people on here 
and the people that have spoken to you on this chat, they have spoke to those people as well, and they are very knowledgeable. So definitely take notes on what they're saying, and I hope their suggestions do work out for you and provide some relief. But yes, feel free to reach out to us. Thank you. Thank you. Carol, you're next. Hey, you two. I am really sorry for the rough time that you're going through. Um, I, I can't imagine. I, I just can't imagine what you guys are, are going through. I If it was my son, I think I would just, I don't know what I would do. Um, sounds to me like your court-appointed lawyers or lawyers or whoever is doing this are connected to the CPS and connected to the cabal and the whole thing. Yes. Um, you guys, you make me want to think you get, you know, when I was younger, I was going to, I was going to go and be a lawyer and I didn't do that. And now I regret, I almost regret that because if I was a lawyer, I would just take your case pro bono. Um, end of story. Um, and I'm wondering if anybody on here knows a conservative lawyer in their state that's licensed in their state, because that's what they need. And however, we need to pay for that. Or, you know, if you can find a, a conservative lawyer in your area that would do it pro bono. Um, but it seems to me that's what you need. Because the lawyer, to me, doesn't seem like he's asking the right questions or putting the right people on the stand. Because if you put that, that CPS worker on the stand and you have in front of you the past, you know, all the past court hearings, you know, because they're all typed out, you know, you have the court reporter there and they're typing out everything word for word. If you have that in your hand and you know what she said before, and you put her on the stand and you ask her the right questions, you're going to prove that she perjured herself. Well, see, all this could have been done at the very beginning by our lawyers that they'd done the job. They should have interviewed every social worker right at the very exactly. beginning. Exactly. And uh, uh, my wife's lawyer said the reason he didn't uh, do that because he was afraid the judge would say no. Actually, he said that the judge would say no. Yeah, but well, he if the judge him. said no, that would give you a perfect <laughs> appeal. So he just threw away a perfect appeal because he was afraid what the judge may say. No, he said that the judge would say Yeah, no. but if he says no, that's a violation of your due process. Yeah. So it would be a perfect appeal. Yeah, he wouldn't even... Yeah, perfect appeal. He, he, he just gave you a perfect appeal. He just gave you a perfect win. But he wouldn't do that because he's afraid the judge might no, say he wasn't no. afraid. He said the judge okay, would say okay. no. And not only that, say that. Not only that uh, <laughs> even in the beginning of this, with that same lawyer, mm -hmm. when we were having a conference with the uh, with him and the the court appointed attorney you had at the time, right. we had a, a phone conference, the four of us, and my lawyer actually called that same judge a good guy. Yeah. And this is the same judge also that in 2016, approved of my newborn being taken yeah with no evidence oh and because we're against vaccines mm -hmm. yeah yeah yes yeah. they're, the they're all yeah. being they're all being paid off yeah the judge your lawyers they're all being paid off yeah um, and we had a for the adjudication trial we had a 
You were asking what? where the money goes for each child, the $1.5 million or the $3 million? Yeah. For each child, that's where it's going. It's going to the judge. It's going to the lawyers. It's going to, you know, other CPS workers. It's yeah. going to... And, and we even had the education child. We had... So now before so the education child, we had a lawyer that we gave, gave $3,000 to, a little over 3000 a private attorney for the family court. And Not to mention Mayor spent on the uh, private criminal attorney. Yeah, who I still have. Yeah. yeah. And the family court attorney that we gave all that money to, she just... Well, you can tell. Oh, well, we gave her gold and she gave us 10 cans. And not yeah. only did she mess up the trial royally, but she also messed up our appeal. This is with our money. Yeah. She took our money. And run. I mean, she, she, her she money. made it impossible for us to appeal. Oh. Good job. Yeah. Um, dang, I really wish I would have become a lawyer right now because I would take <laughs> your case pro bono and I would have these people for lunch. <laughs> yeah, I but unfortunately, it, I, we yeah we definitely appreciate that. But unfortunately, with lawyers, if they don't follow a certain, you know, if they're paid, if they don't follow a certain like standard, they don't last long. That's the thing about it. When you go up against these people, it's like biting the hand that feeds you. Now, if your clients give you a lot of money, it might be different because at least because they would see that as something to fall back on if if they get uh, like disbarred, whatever. But yeah, see, that's a problem. Yeah, so that's a problem with this when you're taking on something as big as this. It's David versus Goliath. This is the biggest thing I think I've ever seen. I haven't seen anything like this ever. Well, when it comes to David, David and Goliath, David won. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. So, you know, I'm. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. That's what we need to find. We need to find a conservative constitutional lawyer that will ask the right questions people put the right people in the stand who will do this either pro bono or for very you know for you know whatever we can whatever we gather together to pay for this guy or this woman who can do this um you do need well, to i've talked about this before on different podcasts not only could a good lawyer easily win this case but a um uh, Constitutional lawyer mm -hmm. or a uh, civil rights civil rights lawyer. Yeah, this the money that could be made off this case is outrageous by the lawsuits that could be done out there. We ought to have lawyers lined up outside our door, but we don't because the lawyers here in Tulsa, unless you hand them the case on a silver platter, they're not going to any of them going to take it uh, on contingency basis. Yeah, they have like without the money. It's, yeah, uh, they're afraid to take on CPS yeah. or contingency. Well, basis. and it's not just CPS they're taking on; it's the police department, the sheriff's department, uh, DHS. It's everybody. I mean, there's a the lot. Attorney, the district attorney, the judges. Yeah. You just name it. Just it's just outrageous. Step you got this court, sheriff's department. Step number one in all this is you go after CPS and you get your mm -hmm. case back. Step number two, you go after the sheriff's department. Step number three. You can go after the other lawyers. You can go after the judge because they're all getting paid off and you can prove all that. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing. You can prove all that. Man, I wish I was a lawyer right now. I would definitely take the <laughs> I, yeah, I hear you on that one. I mean, and, I mean, if I was a lawyer, I definitely have ethics. I may be scared as this is big, but I would try to do what I could. I'm not scared. I'm pissed. And I'll tell you why. I'm, why I get pissed off. Is because mm -hmm. I I live in a in a small community 
that's riddled with drugs. And I have seen parent, drug-addicted parents raising their kids, abusing their kids, neglecting their kids, and they always had their kids. And those are the parents that need to have their kids taken away because they can't raise their kids. I'm sorry. Well, actually, usually in this county, that's usually who they go after. Yeah. Not all the time. Usually is a meth addicts. Yeah. Uh, so no drugs, but usually meth. But for a, you know, it, it drives me insane when they go after the wrong people. Mm-hmm. You know, they should be going after the, the meth the meth addicts that are trying to raise their kids. I would and actually with what and, you, and be fair, the, my, the addicts I've seen uh, who have here who have children, they often yes, they have the problem that they they don't necessarily neglect their children. I mean, as far as basic needs, I mean they are loving on their children. So I, I will put that out there. You may disagree, but I, I, I know what I've seen. I just want to say that. Ray, you're next. Um, yeah, I just want to let you know I'm I'm uh, very sorry to you both. Um, I come across a constitutional lawyer at the beginning of this COVID stuff, and I I just wanted to give you his name, and it's Lewis L U I S Ewing E W I N G. I don't know real. Sh- I'm not real sure how to get a hold of him. I know he's on Facebook. I am his friend on Facebook. What's that? I'm his friend on Facebook. Okay. Have you, yeah. have you tried him? No. Um, he uh, seemed to be. Oh yeah, he. I saw some posts about him possibly being in tr- a lot of trouble. So I wasn't sure what to do. I don't know the latest on it. Well, that's kind of funny. One of the people we we're going to have us represent us in the lawsuit lost his <laughs> license. Oh yeah. Yeah. He actually obtained his license not through the bar. So he was one of the only few that that obtained his license not going through the bar. I I didn't really get any of the work. I would give it a shot. See what Mm -hmm. he says. Um, Yeah, but like most lawyers, he wants the money up front. Right. Right. And, and, and I agree. He's done a lot of things already pro bono. So I don't, I know he probably, and, and I get that they can't always do pro bono too, but um, it wouldn't hurt to reach out to him, message him. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he could, you know, find and you know, I've, I've heard of you different. Too. And that's all I got. I'm so very sorry. Yeah. I've heard of um, parents getting together in groups doing two kind of a class action lawsuit kind of thing, but I have, I mean, that's just ones I've heard about here and there. So I don't know if there's any way that you can find out if there's a Well, I heard of that in New York. Yes, Rico. Yeah, Rico thing, but I I haven't heard anything around here. I think that's still going. Yeah, uh, and I've seen a class action lawsuit a few years ago out of Minnesota and the, and they, they lost. That was very devastating. Oh, wow. That is very devastating. Yeah. And class action lawsuits, they're a good idea. I mean, you can have them on the side, but it wouldn't be the only thing I'd be doing because that could take a while. But yeah, it's still basically a good idea. And the RICO, a RICO, uh, a RICO Act, like the one going on in New York, 
this needs to be done. And that's very big, but this needs to be done because um, this is a RICO enterprise. Can I ask, I, I jumped in really late uh, to your conversation. And does anyone else have a question? I do. Yeah, Humble does. Um, I jumped in really late, but what state are y'all in? Uh, Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma. I I have a connection in Oklahoma. Um, I will send it through Mike. She um, she's a non-vaxer, and she also does adoption. Um, and um, she very well may have some resources for you. Um, I'm not going to just throw her name out there yet, but I can put you in touch with her. She is on um, Twitter as well as Facebook. She would be a huge resource for you um, in a lot of different ways. Um, so I will get with Mike um, and get her information to you. I would okay, highly recommend yes. reaching out to her. Okay, that sounds good. I just want to forewarn that uh, you said adoption and uh, non-vaxxer. Uh, we did have a, the, the private attorney I mentioned earlier that was with the adjudication trial, uh, that description fits her. So I hope it's not her. That's all I can say. No, I know she's, she's not, not an attorney. Um, oh, she's not, she, she's, she's not an attorney? She's not okay. an attorney, but she, she, uh, she, she, she does adoption. Yeah, she does adoption. She's a non-vaxxer. She homeschools, she homesteads because she's aware of everything going on. She has a lot of connections and a lot of resources um, okay. that might could possibly help you. So I'm going to send Mike the information to send to you. All right. Okay. And what was your name again? So I know what to look for. Humble. Okay. And I believe she is in uh, the Tulsa Broken Bow area. Broken Arrow? Tulsa Broken Arrow? Yeah, Broken Arrow. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Yeah. That's what we would be. That was what we better for us. Thank you. All right. Okay. Does anyone else have a question? If you do, press the middle button and raise your hand, please. Hmm. I have a question, Tina. Okay. Um, are you both on Telegram? I am. Uh, he's not. I am. Okay. I'll uh, look for you on Telegram. Okay. What is your name? This is uh, Persistent RN. Oh, okay. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. No worries. Mm -hmm. Okay. We just... Thank you both so much for being on here tonight and telling your story. And through the United States, we know there are a lot of people fighting CPS and there are a lot of people trying to take that system down the way it currently is being run. So uh, we, we just pray that it is sooner than later and uh, it sounds like several people are going to be sending messages, so I'll be looking for those as well. And we just thank you and we pray. And can I pray for you guys right now, please? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so very much for this couple. We thank you for their beautiful boys. And we just pray, God, that you wrap your loving arms around them 
and give them protection, give them a bubble of your love and protection and keep them from all harm and all evil. God, give them resources, give them the right attorneys that can help them get these children back. And we just pray, Lord God, that you you just keep them safe and keep them well-loved and, and keep them just knowing that this family will get back together and let this couple see their children just as much as possible. We thank you and praise you, God, for, for all that you do, for all that you're about to do. And we humbly come before you that you would grant this family to be back together again very soon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I want to thank you guys for coming on and um, anything you guys need, you know, reach out. If you do get your give, send, go up and running, I would be more than happy to post that all over our Telegram group, all over our Twitter, um, etc. Um, I can't believe these people are really doing this, you know. Um, yeah. One thing I, I can, unless you live it, it's hard to believe it. And like uh, I said, I knew about it before. It's just it doesn't really hit you until it happens to you. But what's crazy is all your guys' civil rights have been broken. Yes, from ours and our children's. Yes. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning, listening to your story, that where they started harassing you guys because you wouldn't vaccinate your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. That's that's just um, it's like you guys are targeted. Um, I hate to say it. These lawyers need to really dig deep and look into that. I mean, it seems like you guys are targeted. And what, and more and more that I keep hearing these stories and, and the more I'm learning, it seems like they're targeting parents like they've they're stalking. I mean, that's a form of stalking when they took your kids twice, you know, so these mm-hmm. lawyers, they got to get their heads out of their ass. And maybe um, Rhonda giving you that uh, Lewis. I think Lewis would probably be the best bet if you can get a hold of him because he's not a part of the cabal. He's not a part of the bar association. He's not a part of the system. And it's kind of like Saturday. We're going to have Dr. Patrick Flynn on. He has his own school in that he puts his nurses and doctors through. And he's not. You know, and it costs a little bit more money because he's not a part of Big Pharma. So therefore he can he can actually naturally heal his patients and not having to worry about Big Pharma telling him how to operate his establishments, you know. So it's probably best to try to find a lawyer that is not part of the bar association because by you guys being through so many lawyers, it almost seems like those guys are like cutting deals behind the curtains. It's crazy. Um, I know it's got to be frustrated because I, I got two kids of myself and um, I, I would just ask you guys, you know, when you get that overwhelming feeling, just give God five minutes of your time. Just, 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 just talk to him, tell him to heal your heart and to bring you to a path of bringing your kids back. And, um, when I've done that through times that I was in struggle, I'm telling you, he's blessed me so many times, you know, and um, sometimes it's like, man, talk is cheap. I'm, I'm being totally honest. 
like, and I don't take none of my blessings for granted whatsoever because I knew it came from him because I was at a hard time, prayed to him, and bam, he he made a miracle. So I know he can make a miracle for you guys as well. But um, like I said, if you guys ever need anything, please, please, you got my number now. Um, text me anytime, and I, I would love to help you guys. Um, and I'm gonna see whatever I can do. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig deep. I'm gonna send you a bunch of the the links that was provided to me. I'm gonna send you the bonds group as well. And on that on that wall, when you go on that group, you can watch video footage of these citizens serving notice bonds to these um elected officials and they took an oath and that's why they have to <laughs> accept being served now you become the one in charge you know so like they're coming to your house and they're in charge once you start serving them you're in charge because they went against your constitutional rights your civil rights everything that the, from what i've heard Everything that they done, they bum rushed your house. The cop telling you you need to talk to the CPS people. No, you don't. I have a Fifth Amendment. What you're doing is you're incriminating me by talking to them. So they forced you against your 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 Fifth Amendment, and they're supposed to tell you you can remain silent. But they're telling you to go talk to some people that are trying to steal your kids. Like actually, that was in the second petition. One of the reasons they took him because refused to talk to him. Uh, the amended petition. Actually, it was uh, about when she came in November. How we refused to talk to her. That yeah. was on the amended That's petition. petition. The yeah. reasons we took your kids because you wouldn't talk to us. It's right there on the petition. Yeah, completely but illegal. But yeah, just like the first yeah. petition, two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Completely illegal. But there. Yeah, that kind of pisses me off when I when I was hearing all this, like, because um, I can see exactly what they did, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and I know what you guys is very frustrating, especially you as a mom trying to take your kids and run in a closet, mm-hmm. and then they're charging you with all these bogus ass charges. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry for my language, but that that's ridiculous. I mean. Yes. And, and you got cops that's supposed to be serving and protecting sitting there watching this whole scene. That that's what drives me more pissed off more than anything, because, you know, you got all these people talking about back to blue people putting the fucking blue stripe on their Facebook. And it's like, listen, hold up, pump the brakes. Why don't you go look at what's going on in our world and our communities there? Listen, any cop that is going to a household and they know that these parents are great parents, you are allowing kids to be kidnapped. So any cop that's listening to this, if you're not a bad cop, you need to allow them kids to be with the ones that created them. Now, if they're bad parents and you know it for sure, you do what's best for those kids. But there's too many good parents that are getting their kids taken away because a big monopoly money machine. And um, I'm going to end it there. Um, I know Secret Squirrel had his hand raised. I'm sure he wants to say something again to you guys. And I appreciate both of you guys from coming on here. And this platform is always yours.
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, about Louis Eggman, I posted, uh, I actually gave uh, Mike a little information about it. He's uh, He had a medical issue. I just didn't know he had one recently. It was, uh, and um, not sure if he's still under involved in that issue right now. That's probably why he can't uh, um, take on any cases recently because um, he's being held at a hospital. I don't know if he's been released yet. This was um, from late last year because uh, it was just recently. But um, he might be able to help you if he has uh, access to a um, you know, um, computer or internet. He does have his own Facebook page. I will forward that to Mike. So, um, What was his name again? Uh, Lewis Ingwin, um, oh, another person Lewis. mentioned, yeah, Lewis. Uh, yeah. you said, did you, you had, you're already friends with him on Facebook? Lewis, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're already in touch with him, yeah, you can see what, ha you know, see what he I've never had him. any personal outreach with him. I, I became friends with him because I let, I looked at his stuff that he was doing and it, it was very intriguing. But yeah. Yeah. I've actually spoke with him uh, on a few occasions on Telegram here. Um, he knows the, uh, maritime, he under, he had basically like the other gentleman said about the, uh, there's a different set of laws that they fall underneath and he knows the ins and outs of how to, um, sidestep them basically. Um, he's given a couple of case numbers where he had, uh, I, I this is over a year ago when I last spoke with him, but, um, he's, he's very as far as I can tell, he's spot on with everything he says. Uh, it's comparable to what other people know, people know about the uh, maritime law versus constitutional law or, uh, you know, the uh, common laws, some people like to call them. So, um, yeah, if you can reach out to him, he's the only one that I know of that could possibly help you in your situation. Okay. All right. If anybody has any more questions, anybody have a question, just hit the middle button and we can call on you. Um, or if not, I'm going to let Tamson and Reggie go. I know you guys have been on almost two hours now, and uh, I really appreciate you guys coming here and sharing your story. And trust me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sharing the crap out of this speaking. And like I said, once you guys can get your gifts and go going, um, I'd love to bring you guys back on so we can help getting some funding for the lawyers. I mean, six lawyers, but you know, <laughs> I'd rather you guys get a hold of that Lewis Ewing because I mean, six lawyers that stands for six shitty cabal system connected lawyers. I mean, with what I heard in your case, if I was a lawyer, um, it shouldn't have made it to six lawyers, you know? No, it should have been a slam dunk. We had yes. all the facts on our side. It just didn't matter. This should have been taken care of immediately. I mean, this should have been dismissed immediately. Yeah. Yes. And then even when it, once it went to a trial, that should have been a slam dunk. Yeah. They all just played us like a violin. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mike. Can I ask a question? Um, Tamson, what's the official title of the department 
uh, that took your children. I'm digging around to see where who they answer to um, in the government that we can serve um, um, the bond on, on the surety bond. What what's the child name of the uh, department? Child uh, it's Child Protective Services. They were they are with Oklahoma Department. Sorry, let me let me start over. They are Child Protective Services, and they are with Oklahoma Department of Human Services. Under the county, correct? No, yeah. State, state For this, yeah, but the, but it was CPS with Tulsa County. Okay. But yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to keep digging. And uh, Tamson, I sent you a message on Facebook because I couldn't find you on Telegram. Oh, I should be on there. Okay. Okay. I, you know, Telegram is so hard to search, <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to stay in contact. So I'm going to keep digging. Okay. Do you need any other information right now? No, that's, that's all I needed. Okay. And like I said, I appreciate you guys coming on so much. Um, I definitely would love to bring you guys back. Um, and I'm really sorry for what you guys are going through. Uh, it's terrible. Um, like I said, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine that going on with me, you know. Uh, and the more and more that I'm, I'm learning about CPS and what's going on with that whole thing, it's like... <laughs> I'm starting to, you know, it's, it, I'm having a great awakening myself about this situation. Um, and I'm realizing it's, it's, it's probably, you know, and, 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 and Megan said it best. I mean, it's the biggest problem with child trafficking in this country. Um, because they're just randomly targeting people and they're taking their kids. I mean, Look at Terry, for instance. I mean, seven mm -hmm. of her kids, seven of her kids, and they're still gone. Like, it, it, I just don't understand it. And and you got police officers, you got doctors, and they're all working together. I wonder which God they're serving because they're not serving the God that we love. No, because a person that serves the God that we love, they're not going to step that low to work for Satan. That's working for Satan. If you can do something so evil when these babies come out of this mother and this loving father and you know they got a great living condition and you're allowing this shit to happen. You're not working for God. I'm sorry. So <laughs> if any cop hears this and you're a good person. Remember, which God are you serving for before you uh, allow these evil people to use these kids as cash cows? And um, I won't hold you guys anymore. I know it's going on two hours. And like I said, I really appreciate you guys coming on so much. Um, whenever you guys want to come on, feel free. Any information you need to share. Um, if you do any other podcast shows, you can share it on the wall. Um and you got my number. So if you guys ever need me for anything, please reach out. Don't be a stranger. All right. Okay. Also, I would encourage you guys to, if you have a chance tomorrow night, 
to come on at seven o'clock on this channel and listen to Vanessa speak. She's very good at um, a lot of the stuff of taking care of getting your life back and getting away from the slavery issue. So you might learn a lot from her as well. And that's tomorrow at seven o'clock central standard time. And she does have an education on being a lawyer as well. So I wish she was on tonight. She'd probably be able to give you guys some more tips and, uh, yeah, if you guys can make it, I'll definitely, uh, introduce you guys. Most definitely. That was a good, uh, that was a good thought, Tina. Her name's Vanessa. I'd like to reach out to her as soon as possible. You said Vanessa. Yes, ma'am. And she will be speaking tomorrow at seven. So you could.